This is WWJ All Local. We have a new twist in the weekend firing of University of Michigan President Mark Schlissel. Officials are now investigating whether he misused university funds in support of his alleged relationship with a female employee. News Radio 950's Charlie Langton is joining us live with the very latest. Charlie. And we don't really know what funds the University of Michigan is talking about or the circumstances surrounding those funds, but this morning, you are right, the University of Michigan Board of Regents investigating its fired president, Mark Schlissel, for possibly misusing the university money. Now, more on that in one minute. But employment attorney Jennifer Lord, who has read every email between Schlissel and a female subordinate, says that the Board of Regents may not have a good reason to fire Schlissel. This is not sexual harassment. I I don't think it's sexual harassment unless there's something out there where she told him that it was making her uncomfortable and to stop, and then he continued. This, This does not feel like sexual harassment to me. More to this story. Now, Jennifer Lord, the attorney, says that money aspect, that could be far more troubling for Schlissel. Obviously, we need more details. Reporting live, Charlie Langton, WWJ News Radio, 950. The auto industry is facing a possible new source of disruption this week, and it involves the U.S.-Canada border. Canadian rules now require truck drivers who cross the border to be fully vaccinated. The U.S. set to impose a similar mandate next month. Lots of auto parts go across the border every day, and there's a concern that with a shortage of truck drivers already, this could slow the important flow of those parts. This comes as car makers have been able to reopen a number of plants idled by the recent computer chip shortage. Jeff Gilbert, WWJ, News Radio 950. A dangerous winter storm is combining high winds and ice, and it's blasting through parts of the southeast up the east coast. And while we have no weather problems here at home, Metro Airport, though, is feeling the effects. The Departures Board is seeing a few delays and cancellations this morning from Delta, United, and American Airlines, most of them to Charlotte, North Carolina. The Arrivals Board has about 25 flights canceled and nearly 20 delays. Airline officials say check before you head out to the airport. In the Thumb area, two ice fishermen from Harbor Beach were rescued by airboat over the weekend after they were trapped in the open water. The men called for help Saturday after they stepped over cracks in the ice on the way out to their shanty in Saginaw Bay. The ice did split apart and started floating away. An airboat with a deputy and two firemen ended up rescuing the pair. The Huron County Sheriff says this was the second ice incident within one week on Saginaw Bay, where the airboat was used to make a rescue. Speaking of ice, the Harsons Island Ferry, it's docked this morning because of large amounts of ice that are going down the St. Clair River. The ferry has been shut down since yesterday, and police in Clay Township are telling us this morning they expect service to resume at 8 this morning, one hour from now. Again, the Harsons Island Ferry will uh, be back in service one hour from now, 8 o'clock. A lot of Southeast Michigan organizations and groups are celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. Day this year with a variety of events planned around Metro Detroit. Let's go live to WWJ's Aaron V. for the story. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Roberta. There are a lot of them, so I'll just highlight a couple. The Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History has five hours of presentations, keynote speeches, documentaries, and poetry discussing the life and legacy of King. That gets underway at 9 a.m. Henry Ford Museum hosting an event titled With Liberty and Justice for All. There's free 
free admission the entire day at the Henry Ford. The city of Detroit is hosting a virtual rally celebrating water, climate, and communities and focusing on jobs, peace, and justice. That will take place from 11 a.m. until 12.30 p.m. Information on a variety of events that are taking place today can be found on our website at www.jnewsradio.com. Reporting live, Aaron V. WWJ News Radio 950. An icon of the Meyer brand has died. Lena Meyer, the wife of Frederick Meyer, passed away on Saturday. She was 102 years old. Her family says Lena was born in Lakeview in 1919. She moved to Greenville, Michigan in 1940, where she was hired by Hendrick Meyer as a cashier in the original Meyer supermarket. It was there she met Fred Meyer, the grocer's son. They were married in 1946, and the couple moved to Grand Rapids, and Lena continued to work for the business until her first son was born in 1952. Four members of the Little Rock Nine are speaking at a Mid-Michigan MLK Commission event virtually today in Lansing. News Radio 950's Beth Fisher joining us live, who spoke with one of the nine black students who volunteered to desegregate one of the country's all-white high schools. Beth? Minnie Jean Brown Tricky dealt with physical and verbal abuse as one of the Little Rock Nine at that school in Arkansas in 1957. She doesn't believe things have changed much. I see things looking pretty dismal in terms of social change and social justice. I see a lot of police violence. I just, I mean, it was brutal in 1957, and it's brutal in 2022. Now, 80 Brown Tricky says Martin Luther King Jr. would be very disappointed by what's happening. She lives in Canada now and is an activist, spending a lot of time working with young people. Reporting live, Beth Fisher, WWJ News Radio 950. Be careful of using your phone on those QR codes, the little boxes with the squiggles that are showing up all over the place. They use them on TV shows, in ads, and even on parking meters. Be careful. In the middle of this pandemic, for example, you might go to a restaurant and there would be a QR code that opens up a link on your phone to a menu so you don't actually have to touch it with your hands. So an example of how some scammers are using this to their advantage is in Austin, Texas, some folks made these QR code stickers and put them on parking meters. And so when people thought that they were paying for their parking, they were actually taken to a website that was collecting their credit card information. So a couple pieces of advice here, if you avoid random QR codes that are in public places that you're not really 100% sure what they're associated with, Also, avoid QR codes that come in junk mail, particularly and specifically email. That seems to be a a favored tactic that's cropping up. That's WWJ Technology reporter Aaron Carson of CNET. For the latest news plus traffic and weather together on the 8s, tune into AM 950. Favorite WWJ on Radio.com or ask Alexa to play WWJ News Radio 950.